Bomar. Books. Boba Fett. That's right, this episode we speak freely, maybe a little too freely, about the Book of Boba Fett trailer. Who's on board after 1 minute and 48 seconds? To find out, stay tuned for episode 30-something of Krypton to Alderaan. I'm Joey, your certified, fully accredited Star Wars lover, with honors. And with me is Royce. Hello, podcast. Robin. Hello. I left room for one more, and uh, Dr. Lorelai is not here, so that's it. That's all of us. Dr. Lorelai will return next <laughs> podcast. And with our powers combined, we are the podcast that talks all about nerdy pop culture stuff, but it's mostly Star Wars. If you'd like to get in touch with us, reach out with your feelings. First and foremost, it would be wonderful if you could leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It really, really helps the show. We are on Twitter at Krypton Alderon. We're on Facebook and Instagram at Krypton to Alderon. You can also find us on YouTube where we post all of these episodes plus some extras. So if you could subscribe, smash that like button, leave us some comments, tell your friends. You could also pew pew us an email at kryptontoalderon at gmail.com. Also, if you're unfamiliar with the show, we hold a special segment until the end of the show where I ask the other hosts a surprise question. So stay tuned until the end. It's called Surprise Question Time. You won't regret a minute of sticking around. It's a fun romp between friends. Y'all, I've been thinking about designing some Krypton to Alderon merch. What do you think about that? Listeners, what do you think about that? Does that sound like a good idea? If you put it on a mug, Robin will support. I will put it on my mug. I will <laughs> get it tattooed. What should it say? I was thinking either Star Wars smart, which would we which we would get in trouble for and have to immediately change. Or here's what I'm thinking. Krypton to Alderaan on the front, and then underneath that it says Canon Schmannon. And then on the back it says just like what you like. Just like stuff. Maybe not all that, but like one of those two things. What do you two think? <laughs> uh, that, that's as uh, succinct as there's more than one way. <laughs> yeah. I think it'd be cool to have some merch. There's nothing cooler than like having your own name on a t-shirt. Yeah. I just print a lot of them and start giving them out in the streets so that when I drive around town, I'd feel good if people were wearing them. You know what I mean? Would you two buy t-shirts from Krypton to Alderaan? We got to buy our own damn t-shirts. <laughs> You're going to give them out to all of Wyoming and I got to buy it? You're going to find random people on the street and then you solicit to your co-hosts? <laughs> I got to make that up. I got to make that back. Anyway, listeners, let us know what you think about those ideas or, you know, if you have any ideas or whatever. Today, we're going to talk about the Book of Boba Fett trailer, like everyone else, and maybe some things we'd like to see in the show. But first, how are y'all doing? How were your Halloweens? Did you get lots of trick-or-treaters? What'd you do? No, we don't get trick-or-treaters. I was going to say, luckily, I think it would be fun to have trick-or-treaters, but we don't get trick-or-treaters. But we did carve pumpkins. I want to say I wussed out a little bit because every year I try to do one that's like as cool as I think it'll be. But pumpkin carving is tough, man. You, you wussed out a little bit. So, yeah, I just went with a, I did a moon and a little bat seasonal pumpkin. I was wondering whose was whose. Funny. 
Yeah, no, I did the easy one, and Robin <laughs> did uh, the Ghostbusters hard one. Nice. Yes, I think I posted them on our social medias. Listeners, if you'd like to see all of our carved pumpkins, go to at Krypton Alderaan on Twitter and take a look at our pumpkin carving. Pumpkin carving, pumpkin carving. And I think we literally watched the first, like, 10 Treehouse of Horrors in a row while they were marathoning them, probably, like, three times on separate occasions through October, but on Halloween, or the day before Halloween, we were catching those. Nice. Typical spooky season. And in between our last episode in now, I'm afraid to bring it up again, but we did rent Dune, or we we signed up for HBO Max so we yeah. could watch Dune, and then swiftly canceled it. <laughs> All right, so what'd you think of Dune? <laughs> uh, I feel like we could have a whole podcast about Dune, Robin and I at least. Maybe that's a side episode. It looked cool, like it was very visually impressive, but there was just so much information that they needed mm. more. More films, I feel like. They already want to do another one. They probably should break it up into several more. Oh, wow. Robin is shaking her head. I take it that means you don't want any more. They, they don't need more. I saw someone post on Instagram, like, I can already tell you Dune 2 is too long. The first Dune should have been half of the length. I don't know how long it was, but it felt like it was like five hours long. Well, it wasn't yeah. an origin story. It was like, we're going to introduce every possible character and plot line and planet. And there was just a lot they threw at you. But then the director tweeted and it's like, the next one's going to be better. And you're like, well, the next one's going to be better. That's not confidence in inspiring. I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> yeah, I think we were like almost an hour in and they were still, it still was like the very, felt like the very beginning setup of the movie. And I looked at the time and was like, dear well, that's, the, that's the complaint is that the movie seems like it's just setting up the next one. So it was, it was too long. It could have been half the length. They could have significantly shortened it and you still would have gotten all of the characters, all of the information. There were several scenes that did nothing at all for the, the plot of the movie. It would have been the exact same movie had they cut out half of well, it. Well, I don't, you said they could have still had all the characters. I think that's the problem. You can leave stuff out of a movie and talk about it later, you know, <laughs> in another movie. <laughs> Most of the movie didn't need to happen. But saying. it's like when you have a Spider-Man and you're like, we're going to have the Sandman and the Green Goblin and the Hobgoblin and, you know, Shock, Shocker. <laughs> Shocker. And, uh, <laughs> they should put Shocker in a Spider-Man movie. And Venom, you know, or like it's, that's too much. There's too many villains for one movie, even though they, they pull that shit every now and then. That's kind of what I feel like Dune did. There was just a lot going on. I'm also going to echo... And I keep bringing this up, a complaint I have also seen all over the internet, which is the design of the sandworm. I will never let this die. The sandworm looks like a butthole, and I can't handle it. I think that that's... uh, I haven't watched it. You heard it here first. You started it? Also, I don't know what the sandworms look like in the original Dune. I know I've seen it, but I don't remember. Or what the sandworms look like in Beetlejuice. The, so the sandworms in Beetlejuice are like striped. They look like giant snakes. They're super cool and like cartoony because it's Tim Burton. And these just look like they shouldn't have been allowed to put it in a general movie that you don't need to be ID'd to go into. That's all I'm <laughs> yeah. So I should watch it and then we should do we should talk about it. Or you two could just do an episode and talk about it. I don't even care. I don't even 
care if I'm not included. Fine, don't include me. What is this, eighth grade gym class? There's cool lore in there. Like, I don't think the movie was the best execution, but it's an interesting universe, at least. I would bet the book is tremendously better than the movie. I'll read yeah. it one day. I was going to say, like, gee, I wonder, you know, it's too bad you don't have the book. It's like 700 pages. It's daunting. The yeah. size of the book is daunting. Like, maybe if they broke the book up into multiple books. <laughs> they had too many characters <laughs> in the first book. That's always my problem with books. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. What else? We've, <laughs> what else you got? I don't know. I think we haven't consumed anything else crazy lately. Although I was promised that on November 1st, we could stop watching Halloween movies and we could watch Batman. Even though I thought Batman is a Halloween movie. I thought that would have fit in. I can't remember if we talked about this on air or maybe you cut it, Royce, but I think Batman Returns is very Halloween because it's like extreme Tim Burton mm-hmm. with the penguin and stuff. And it's just bizarre and dark. I don't know why, but I have the Batmans on my like list of I I need to rewatch these. I want to go back to eighty nine and returns and whatever else there. Yeah, we should all watch Batman. We should just do episodes on everything. You know, we should watch the DCEU. We should watch Batman. We should watch Dune. What else should we do, listeners? What else should we do? I just really love Star Wars, so we're be- we're all behind on the Marvel <laughs> stuff. So we got to catch up, like. We were just talking with friends the other day, like about Shang Shang Chi, and they were like, Shang-Chi. "You should see it; it's good." And we're like, "Well, we're like kind of discounting it for no good reason." Well, it's hard to go to the movies. Oh, well, I don't know how how you all feel, but we haven't seen Shang Chi yet because I was uncomfortable going to the movie theater here. I think it's set to come to Disney Plus forty five days after its theatrical release, mm. so it's got to be soon that it's going to drop on Disney+, Plus, and I was just willing to wait for it. But we are probably going to see The Eternals this week in the movie theater, because so far, we're, we're probably going Wednesday. As of this week, I will have lasted longer on this earth than Jesus as of this week. And in celebration of that, we might go to the movies and see The Eternals. As of right now, it's the theater's entirely empty, so I'm pretty comfortable going, but we'll see. Take that, Jesus. <laughs> well, as long as I make it the next few days. <laughs> I, I do think that we should catch up on the Marvels and maybe we could do like a phase four recap or whatever, or like the introduction of the phase four movies or something, you know? Yeah, there's, yeah, I mean, we should have watched Black Widow by now for sure. And hopefully Shang-Chi comes to Disney Plus soon and maybe we'll see Eternals and then we'll watch the rest of phase four. What am I into? What are you into? What am I into? I'm going to give you a hint. It's going to be a musical hint. Robin, can you get that? It's Gravity Falls. Oh. I'm into Gravity Falls. Nice. I loved, it was a hard binge. I hard binged through Gravity Falls. I don't know what took me so long. Everyone's always told me what an incredible show it is. And it was incredible. I loved every second of it. I got very emotional at the end of the show. Like so much stuff happens and so much like very sweet family oriented stuff happens at the end of the show. Very emotional time. I loved the show. And I love the theme song. I've been listening to the theme song a lot, honestly, (laughs) like the past few days. And like different renditions of it. I found some acapella versions of the theme song. It's just fun to listen to. I love when the weird, eerie stuff is going on and then they like jack up the theme and it's all like warped and warbled and... Yeah, weird Mageddon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
I was thinking about doing a kazoo version, but I think Lorelai's <laughs> hidden or thrown away all my kazoos. All Class- of them. Classic. <laughs> oh, I'm into another thing. Um, November 6th, I attended, I was able to attend some of Podathon. Podathon, a whole gaggle of Star Wars podcasters came together and did a live stream all day on November 6th to raise money for the Make-A-Wish Foundation. And it was an incredible event, and they raised, I think, over $8,500 by the end of the day. It was incredible. And Nick from Podcast of the Wills, which is a great Star Wars podcast, go listen to Podcast of the Wills, live interviewed Paul Sung-Kyung Lee, who is Mr. Kim from Kim's Convenience, but he also plays Carson Tiva, the X-Wing pilot in The Mandalorian, one of the Hmm. X-Wing pilots. And so Nick interviewed him, and he told his, like, Star Wars story, and he's a huge Star Wars fan, and he's a cosplayer, and he, like, makes his costumes and stuff, and the interview when he was on air, you could see all, like, his helmets behind him and stuff, and he, he told his Star Wars story. It's a great interview. You could find it on YouTube, one of the Potathon uh, streams. They've put them on YouTube, so go find that. He, it's just an incredibly heartwarming story, him being a Star Wars fan and then, like, getting approached by Deborah Chow to be in The Mandalorian and play this X-Wing pilot. So, yeah, really incredible interview. Go find it. And Disney Plus Day is November 12th, and he kind of alluded to some news coming out. He wasn't allowed to say much. I'm really hoping that they announce that Rangers of the New Republic is back in the loop because they shelved it. I think they were counting on, like, Gina Carano to be the lead. So I'm really hoping that they announce... Rangers of the New Republic is back, and he's going to be the lead. I would love that. I think it's silly to shelf that show because of what happened with Gina Carano. I think that's very silly. Like, obviously put Paul Sung-Young Lee in the lead and continue forward with that show. But anyway, hopefully they'll announce that on, on November 12th. But also Disney Plus Day, November 12th. Everyone's counting on there being a Kenobi teaser trailer and stuff. Tune in. I don't know. Might be fun. All right, let's talk about the book of Boba Fett. Let's talk about the trailer. So let's start with trailer reaction slash first impressions. What what do you all think? Royce, <laughs> Royce, I think you should go first. My biggest question is why his armor gets a fresh paint of coat, but not the font. <laughs> his armor got a fresh paint of coat. Do you want to try well, that again? I didn't even catch that. And I don't know if I could edit I'm that. Drinking. I'm not sure if I could edit that in post. I have not been drinking. Do you want to try it again? <clears throat> Take two. <laughs> I think you should leave it. No, his armor is he. He got that fresh coat of paint, and there you go. And all of the font for the the show is is the like uh, weathered esque sort of vibe to it. It's not like flat. I just found that. Well, kind of you funny. know what. He's weathered on the inside. There you go. He's seen a lot of shit. And also, like, he got a new coat as well. I mean, he's obviously been through a, a back to tank or something. He's all... He looks he's healthier all fixed than... Up. He's He's Mando, better, yeah. like... Yeah, his face is all fixed from when we see him in the Mandalorian. Landamorian. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm rubbing off on you, dude. Okay, so my real reaction. I love the new rendering of Jabba's palace and some of the shots of like Tatooine or presumably Tatooine like Mm -hmm. Jabba's palace in 2021 looks way cooler than it does on like special edition 1997 it's like a stupid thing but like it's just like a souped up version of something from Star Wars you're already familiar with I don't know if that's the 
uh, volume or if that's just like crazy matte painting or whatever, how they did that. It looks awesome. Mm. But otherwise, short trailer, not a t- like you don't know what's going on. To me, it looks kind of like Game of Thrones meets Sopranos, but with Star Wars stuff. <laughs> Gangstery with lasers. But he doesn't want to be a gangster. He's like, I want to have this uh, enterprise and bring people together and not be like smuggler, scum and villainy or whatever Obi-Wan says in A New Hope. I am not a bounty hunter. Yeah, he's and he says he wants to rule with respect. So they they set up a lot of character stuff with like who Boba Fett is going to be as a person. Yeah. But then they also show him going like ape shit crazy, swinging his gaffy stick around. So he's got some anger issues, even though he says he wants to rule by respect, which I feel like I could identify with in your most level headed <laughs> state. You're like, yeah, let's all get along. And then, you know, I would not want to get on Boba Fett's bad side, even if he said, like, speak freely. Like, I think they're kind of setting you up for like, he's going to pretend to be turning a new leaf sort of thing. I'm not a bounty hunter anymore. You can trust me. Because he messed up those stormtroopers, man. So we know he's badass. Yeah. So I'll leave it at that because I want to see what you guys think about it. Robin, you just saw it for the first time like 10 minutes ago. So your reaction is fresh. I mean, the thing that stuck out to me is when they zoomed in on his helmet on the ground with coins falling out. And all I could think was, does he store coins on top of his head in his helmet? And I, I got caught up on that. I think someone had <laughs> concluded, like, maybe he was getting paid. And that was just like, he didn't have any pockets. That's the way he like. Yeah, that was my other thought. But my immediate thought was just he keeps coins on top of his head and puts his helmet on. And that way no one finds it. No one can rob him because. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to translate well to the, the audio of the podcast. <laughs> uh I mean, I feel like I have similar thoughts that I did before The Mandalorian came out. Like, I, and it's the exact same thought I had when The Mandalorian ended last year and they showed Boba Fett, like, taking Jabba's throne or whatever. I was like, boo, who needs this? More fucking pandering. I don't care. Like, Boba Fett is a cool character. Please leave him alone. I don't want more content with him. I didn't really love him in The Mandalorian. Oh, really? No. What? Did not care for that. Like, just, I want everything, I want them to stop trying to make fetch happen. Like, just leave it alone. (laughs) Boba fetch? (laughs) Yeah, Boba fetch. (laughs) Stop trying to make Boba fetch happen. Hmm. Uh, the, The trailer doesn't particularly do anything for me. I'm just still mad that they're making it. Maybe I'll be wrong like with the Mandalorian. They've not introduced like a quirky droid or, you know, fuzzy cute character. And there was also like no no hints of like a comic relief sort of thing. I don't know if Mandalorian had anything like that, but like it's it's all badass gunslinger type stuff. There's And who who's the other character? Who's Ming Na Wen? I don't remember her character's name. Fennec, Fennec Shand? Shand. Yeah, I didn't like her. So <laughs> Well, I hope well, you'll you'll enjoy some of the other uh, alien creatures. <laughs> yeah, show me something different to get me excited. Because so far, like I'll watch. Well, there's going to be lots more to find out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if everything we've seen, everything we saw in that trailer, is like in the first couple of episodes. I mean, they're just they're doing so much better in the past few years at like keeping things secret or you know, releasing this kind of stuff and then there being twists. Like, it it all happens within the first five minutes or something like that. That was something I was going to bring up also. How do they hook people now that we're used to 
I mean, everyone loves Boba Fett, right? So I think the hook is Boba Fett, right? The hook is Boba Fett, but with the past couple of things, like with the Mandalorian and Grogu, with the Bad Batch and Omega, you know, they're really focusing on these younger characters adding heart and compassion and a conscience to the characters. And what we see from Boba Fett in this trailer is that what I think they might be trying to trick us, or like you said, Royce, Boba Fett's trying to trick us into thinking that he already has that compassion and that conscience. You know, he wants to rule to the extent that he still wants to be a criminal overlord, but he wants to rule with respect. He wants to talk the other crime lords into collaborating, you know, and and, uh, speaking freely and treating it as an enterprise instead of like, uh, instead of fighting, internal fighting. But is he being authentic? He's there? been around the block, so. man. Yeah, he knows what he's doing, and he also knows how to get what he wants from people. I don't know whether to trust what he's saying in those scenes. I mean, we don't have any reason to think that Boba that this is going to be a redemption story for Boba Fett, right? We've seen him do some shit, and in the beginning of this trailer, he says, "I'm not a bounty hunter," which. there's a comic book run coming out right now called War of the Bounty Hunters and he's in it and maybe there's a connection to that where he's leaving that life or actually not a bounty hunter or something. But I wouldn't be surprised in that scene where he says, please speak freely if he's got Fennec Shand or somebody else pointing guns at everyone in the room and it's like, speak freely, please. And see what happens to you. You know what I mean? Like, we only see Boba Fett in that scene. So, is he being authentic or is he being like, I dare you to speak freely? Yeah. See, when he was in The Mandalorian, though, he was true to his word with Din. Like, everything that happened there was pretty, no pun intended, by the book. Also, why the book of Boba Fett? Like, maybe he is going to establish a rule of law and that's like, that's the book. That's the tablet, you know? Yeah. Probably everyone's thinking about that, but they've also been releasing The Mandalorian in what they're calling chapters. Yeah. Right? So if they're just continuing along that line, yeah. then this is like the series of chapters that is Boba Fett's story. Yeah, I heard the the rumor is that like the first episode's going to be like chapter 17 or whatever, like continuing from Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. So that's a whole other like can of worms that we could probably bitch about. Okay, this brings me to my next point. So I made a a tweet and I made an Instagram poll and I said, what are you more excited about, Mandalorian season three or Book of Boba Fett season one? (laughs) And it wasn't overwhelming. Twitter stats were different from Instagram. I don't remember them specifically, but they all leaned towards Mandalorian season three. Maybe a little bit biased because we've already seen two seasons of Mandalorian, but we did get a lot of Boba Fett in season two of Mandalorian so you're kind of already familiar with him if you weren't, but it just seems like Mandalorian is like hitting it out of the park. They had the Baby Yoda thing. Right. They've got the Mandalorian backstory. They grew so much. And then to continue the story, like the chapters you're saying with Boba Fett, you're like, it seems kind of like a sidestep, but I guess it remains to be seen. You might say they grow grew so much. Waka waka. <laughs> yeah. First of all, I want to address some of your points. The, your Twitter stats were different than your Instagram stats because I voted differently on each poll. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, obviously the Mandalorian is so much more established and everyone's invested in the story. And when the Mandalorian was first announced without it having a title or, or just that it was going to be a show about a Mandalorian, everyone expected it to be Boba Fett. 
And then when it wasn't going to be, yeah. people were disappointed. And then they watched it. And I think most of everyone enjoyed it. Maybe I'm projecting, but I mean, it, it obviously was an enjoyable show and it's going on for three seasons now. So people are, again, people are invested in that way where it subverted their expectations in a way like Star Wars tends to do. Robin, what do you think? Do you, do you, would you like to address any of Royce's points? No. All right. So I got, (laughs) I have one for you then, Robin. So there's been a a lot of speculation and I don't understand the uh, canon or non-canon information behind this, but from what I've gathered watching other popular Star Wars YouTubers, you know who they are. So in the beginning, there's that little like, there's that little spider guy in the beginning. Yeah. And there's like a little like thingamajig below it. And apparently that thingamajig is like a person's brain and that they like put your brain in there and you can wander around with a spider robot like for eternity and your brain just goes on thinking. And it's like partially like the epitome of like uh, reincarnation in one society, but it also seems like it's kind of a torture. And the rumor is that like Boba Fett kills Bib Fortuna and then puts his brain in one of those spider things to like send a message, you know? He's sleeping with the fishes sort of thing. Godfather, anybody? What was your question? Yeah. (laughs) No, just the fact that it's so macabre that maybe that would draw you in if that's a Mm. potential thing. That's all speculation. No, I also hate spiders, so. (laughs) So the deal with the spiders is that they're, I think they must be legends now, but they were originally a group of alien monks called Bomar monks. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but anyway, yes, they would take their brain. It was like a, it was a way to reach the next step of enlightenment. You take your brain out, you put it in this jar and it's attached to a spider droid. I don't really get it. I didn't really read any of the legend stuff, but yeah, there's a lot of talk about them going around now. But anyway, that's- I mean, it's at the very beginning of the trailer. So you would think that- It's it's like the first scene of the trailer. It's either an Easter egg or that maybe is a pivotal thing. But anyway, that doesn't interest Robin. So there you go. Mystery solved. Good point, Royce. Robin, when The Mandalorian was announced and probably when the first trailer dropped, Robin and I were sort of on the same page, right? We weren't sure if we were going to enjoy it. We weren't sure if we, quote unquote, needed it. I mean, we really don't need anything, right? This is all just being created for our enjoyment, which is great. But maybe we even said, you know, why wouldn't they use Boba Fett? But then fast forward, obviously, we got hooked into the show and we really enjoyed the show. And we have episodes about what we enjoyed and what we didn't enjoy that anyone listening can go back and listen to. But Robin, is there anything in this trailer that you can connect to that you say, oh, that might be interesting? Like, obviously, we see a lot of aliens, probably more aliens than we've seen in a Star Wars in a long time. So does that connect? Uh, I mean, I do like when they do aliens or any type of, like, practical effect. I can't stand, especially in Star Wars, when they do CGI, because I think the original trilogy, that was one of the things they did best, was, like, everything was real. They did the makeup. They did the puppets and whatever else. So I like that aspect. I'm interested to see how much of that they actually use and if they have, you know, who knows if they'll have some sort of, like, Grogu type character, but if they do like more characters that are like puppets or whatever. So I like the practical effects that they use. Everything in the trailer looks good, period. It's not like, oh, that's cheesy there or whatever. Like everything is is super. They know how to how to make a Star Wars look real without like prequel kind of, you know, like you said, CGI BS. Yeah. So 
in Mandalorian, you meet Queel the Ugnot, and you get IG Eleven and that frog lady. Like you, <laughs> you meet a bunch of random characters that aren't really like the main characters, but they, maybe they're in a few episodes and they play pivotal roles at pivotal times. Like we have it, Karga. Grief Karga, sure. That blue dude with that needs to vent his, you know, <laughs> exhaust tank Glands. or whatever. Yeah. Obviously, there's so little information in a trailer when you compare it to a season. So what would you have to see to actually enjoy it? Because I feel like as soon as they introduced Grogu, you were sold on Mandalorian, you know? I assume you you like Queel. Come on. No. I have spoken. No, did not. Especially that I then had to go and listen to lots of people, no names given, saying I have spoken for months on end. Did I do that? Yeah. <laughs> I think you both did that. But IG, you yeah. like IG-11, right? He was okay. So, there, But there's wow. all these other side characters that that could potentially make the series more interesting. And I think Mando did a good job of that, especially in season two. Uh, and then, of course, introducing the other Mandalorians in Boba Fett and Fennec Shand. Like, you start to bring in other people. Well, I need I need more droids because the <laughs> primary the primary thing that I'm interested in Star Wars is not the human characters, I like the aliens, the droids, the, you know, animals and other creatures, whatever you would yeah. call them. Those are the things that I find interesting because they are not something you see every day. Like Boba Fett looks like a person. Fennec Shan is a person. Um, maybe not supposed to be like an earth person, but they still, they're human beings. They oh, look yeah, like sure. people. Yeah. So Humanoid. Some yeah. of the aliens at that table look kind of Star Trekky to me, which I don't like. You know, like... Uh, like whatever race Worf is or whatever. I'm like, that's uh, that's Worf. Yeah. You can't, that's not Star Wars, but yeah. they got to look humanoid to s- some degree. They can't all be like squids. Yeah, but I'm hoping that they do more characters like that. I'm hoping they do cool creatures, even if it's just something that's, you know, briefly like running across the screen. Something that makes it feel a bit more, uh, I don't know if I want to call it magical, but something that feels more mm. like interesting than... Yeah. I don't want to watch a, a bunch of dudes in, in uh, like an armored suit sword fighting. I think that's maybe one of the drawbacks of the trailer. And maybe we can throw it back to you, Joe, since we're like hogging the mics. But I feel like it's just really heavy. There's not a lot of like Star Wars hope sort of thing. Even though Boba Fett's like, hey, let's not fight. It's not like he's like, I'm going to rebuild Tatooine and it will be as good as it once was before the war or whatever. There's not like a... We're going to join the rebels and blow up the Death Star. And then we're going to have a medal ceremony afterwards. Like, I feel like you probably got that in the original Star Wars, you know, a New Hope trailer. This is just like crime overlords, seedy underbelly, brains under spiders. There's not a lot of like <laughs> smiling faces. And, and like, again, no comic relief. Like Rogue One, kind of heavy movie. Lots of comic relief, though. Yeah. You know, I think the going back to Queel, that's how they added a very dry comic relief to something like The Mandalorian. I'd have to go back and watch the first trailer of The Mandalorian, but probably there wasn't like a spark of hope in that either. You know, we didn't know Grogu existed. We didn't even have an idea of that until the first episode aired. So what what did we expect from The Mandalorian? So maybe that's the same thing here. And a question that I had for hmm. you all is, Again, how do they hook us in without a Grogu or Omega character that we're used to now? How do we get on board with whatever his journey is going to be, which we have no idea because we're talking about one 
short trailer at this point in time. We have yep. absolutely no idea what's going to go on. But I think it goes back to, is Boba Fett being genuine with all the things he says? You know, he's building this criminal enterprise. How do we get on board with that? People also like Breaking Bad, you know, where the main character is maybe not building a criminal enterprise, or maybe he is later, but it's also like, obviously, this character is not doing the right thing. He wants to make money for his family, but he's making meth and making the money that way. So, but people love that show. So is it just going to be a crime? And people love The Sopranos, you know, and there's heartfelt moments of that. So is it just going to be a crime heavy show in the Star Wars universe? Yeah. I hope it's not a rolling of the dice that they're like, we will just make it a crime show, period. It'll be heavy. And I don't want them to experiment, like you said, with a character like Boba Fett, like do that with a new character like Mando. Mando did such a, a good job building his character, though, for someone you like didn't see his helmet. He was just a bounty hunter, like kind of cold blooded killer guy. Yeah. But then you grew to figure out like his motivations. They showed you some flashbacks. He basically becomes Grogu's dad and literally like cries, giving him yeah. away. So I don't know if they do. They must build Boba Fett's story similarly, I would imagine. Here's what I think. And I want to want to pitch this to you both and see you what you think or see if this is enticing to you. Like you just said, Royce, with the flat, I think we need to get flashbacks. I think flashbacks have to be a pivotal part of this show based on, again, what I've seen in the first trailer and them trying to hook us into following Boba Fett. I think we need to get flashbacks. We have no idea what happens between Return of the Jedi and The Mandalorian Season 2. It would be kind of weird not to address the whole Sarlacc pit yeah. thing. We know that the Jedi killed his father in a very horrendous way. So do they hook us like that? Like, we never paid attention to any of that before, right? Jango Fett was a bounty hunter. There was the fight in the Colosseum on Geonosis, and Mace Windu chopped his head off. And That was maybe the last time any of the three of us thought about Jango Fett. We never paid any attention to that, right? We never felt bad for Boba Fett, even though there's that scene with him holding the helmet mm. pressed up against his head. And then you fast forward to Return of the Jedi. He's a bounty hunter. He's doing his job. He gets, because of another Jedi, he gets knocked into the Sarlacc pit for, to be lost forever, digested for a thousand years or whatever the hell happens in there. So do you think that they can get us all on board by showing flashbacks and getting us... Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Getting us sympathetic to Boba Fett's side of that, of that story. Robin's shaking her head. I think <laughs> if they don't show like how he got out of the Sarlacc pit, it's not a missed opportunity, but it will be odd to just be like, well, we're just not going to talk about that. I would imagine at the very least, there will be some sort of conversation about the Clone Wars or him being a clone or his, like you said, his father being murdered by a Jedi. It's also kind of weird that like Luke just picked up Grogu and Boba Fett wasn't there, but like that was the guy, you know? If those yeah. two crossed paths, you think you'd be like, you motherfucker, like that was you and Jabba's sail barge. To that point, I think that there's going to have to be something like that, right? He, the galaxy doesn't know that Jedi still exist. There's that whole weird thing, right? Where Din doesn't, Din's never even heard of a Jedi. So I think there's the possibility when Boba Fett escapes the Sarlacc pit, however he does that, that maybe he thinks maybe there aren't any Jedi because there really aren't. And then when he meets up with Din, Grogu is on the seeing stone. So calling out to a Jedi. So he's like, oh shit, the Jedi are real. And so is all of this a ploy to build an army 
to take his revenge on the Jedi, who, again, killed his father and then pretty much killed him. Yeah, that would be some weird tie-ins if Luke shows up in battles with Boba Fett, has a rematch, you know? Yeah, again, I just, maybe they will try to generate sympathy for Boba Fett based on the past. Robin, what do you think? Do you think that that avenue could hook you in? Royce said you were shaking your head now. Yeah, I don't I don't want to see how he got out of the Sarlacc pit. I don't need to see that. And I think that's partially why having Boba Fett as a character at all just annoys me. Like, he is dead. He was thrown into this beast's mouth. He is dead. Star Wars, it is okay to leave characters dead. Like, I understand it's nope, a popular nope, character. Nope, nope, Somehow they come back. <laughs> and, and I imagine that's exactly what it's like at, you know, Lucasfilm when they're talking about it. Someone wait, wait, like, we can't nope. bring Boba Fett back. He died in the Sarlacc pit. Nope, his his nope, body's he's being fine. slowly he's digested he's over a thousand back. years. We're doing it. Standalone show. <laughs> as much as I disagree with you, Robin, because I am intrigued by this show, I also agree with you, like, sometimes... And also, as much as I disagree with Kylo Ren, sometimes you just need to let the past die. Yeah, I was going to say that. But people love Boba Fett. I mean, he's a fan favorite. In Legends, he escaped the Sarlacc pit. You know, they're bringing it back. Now they're taking a lot of Legends stuff and bringing it, bringing it back. And someone's idea, someone who grew up reading those books and loving Boba Fett is now making this, Boba, you know, John Favreau and Dave Filoni, they also, like, in my opinion, have not steered us wrong. It's interesting to think they could have done a Boba Fett show Like, there was lots of rumors of a Boba Fett show way back when. They could have done a Boba Fett show that was set during Empire Strikes Back. It's just, it's interesting that they're doing it post-Jedi after he's fallen in the pit, and they tied it in with Mando, and then with Luke. There's lots of weird tie-ins that they have to do it within that era because they're building, like, a new thing. Whatever they call it, the age of, the age of Republic, the age of, the age of Resistance? Is that the after? Yeah the original trilogy era. So they're building that out, like between the original trilogy and the sequel trilogy. That's like the free reign they have right now. So it could have been worse if they're like, we're going to explore Boba Fett in the middle of Empire Strikes Back. And then you got to worry about like all of like Lando or, you know, other characters you might run into. Just do it like pre-Empire Strikes Back, like before you knew... Boba Fett was a character or a person or whatever. I'd rather see young Boba Fett after that Django fucking, like, what did the young Boba Fett do? That's even crazier. Yeah, that would Watch be the much Clone more Wars. <sighs> Fine. <laughs> back. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> uh, but then we do see him in the Clone Wars sort of being a little shit. You know what I mean? He, he's, he's kind of a little shit in Clone Wars and he's becoming a, a bounty hunter and stuff like that. Hmm. So, I mean, that was always intriguing, Then and then he kind of falls away. I understand what you're saying, Robin. I also am very much so looking forward to the show. I like that Boba Fett is enough of a badass to escape the Sarlacc pit. And what if the Sarlacc pit skeleton or whatever is the one that the crate Dragon is in that Mando and, and Cobb Vanth battle? Also, he has to go after Cobb Vanth, right? There has to be a confrontation there they're both on Tatooine and Cobb Vanth had his armor and the real story about that's gonna have to come out like it's canon how how that actually happened but Cobb Vanth lied about it in the Mandalorian and also canon Schmanon see it on Krypton to Alderaan t-shirts coming soon but there has to be a confrontation there right he had his armor he was wearing his armor that's his father's armor his father's 
decapitated body and head were in that armor. I don't know. I'd be okay with Cobb Vance showing up. I kind of liked his character. But you said something interesting about Boba Fett, like just being able to like take care of business. Like if he fought off the Sarlacc, like that's pretty awesome. I think no matter what the actual plot of the show is or if they introduce other characters, Boba Fett is a strong enough character to carry it. And they've set him up really well already with the Mandalorian. The actor is great. I love the tone of his voice. You know, the please speak freely. It has such a gravitas to it in his speech patterns, the way he's delivering. It's very iconic, I feel like. So as long as they don't make it too goofy, I think it, it's going to stand the test of time within the rest of Star Wars stuff, especially that it's being continued from Mandalorian. So it's not going to be a total, total rolling of the dice if it's going to be the next chapter, you know? Yes. Do you know, Robin? I know. We're watching it anyway, Robin. I, I understand We're going to review it every week on the podcast anyway, Robin. <laughs> yeah. And I'm also okay with Star Wars branching out here, right? We, we know we're going to get, uh, again, I think the pin on the map is Taika Waititi's Star Wars movie, which I think, Robin, is going to be what you were expressing earlier as far as wanting maybe some alien main characters. But I'm okay with them branching out from, like, typical Star Wars as we know it. Mandalorian was outside of the box while still being tied to the box with something like Grogu. And now maybe that's giving them the freedom to tell these stories more outside of the box and have Star Wars exist in every genre. As much as Star Wars is becoming its own genre now, you can have fantasy uh, space opera Star Wars. You can have Western Star Wars. You can have this criminal organization Star Wars. And you can just do it all. And as long as they keep making Star Wars stuff, I'm absolutely happy as I can be. Yeah. I mean, now there's anime Star Wars. So, yeah. And it was, I was just thinking about Visions today and how I need to like go back and watch it again and how much I enjoyed it. And I've seen a lot of love for Tatooine Rhapsody, which Royce, you and I were kind of hard on. And I kind of want to go back and watch it, watch it again with these new perspectives. Robin, you said that you want to see more aliens, more droids. That's the part that's interesting to you. Is there a specific character or a specific alien race or whatever or a specific droid you'd like to see in this show no i would love to see something like interesting and new where you're not like oh so that is obviously related to frog lady or ig it's an ig droid yeah i i want something new i want something interesting which is kind of what i'm hoping the taiko watiti movie is going to be like something fun and quirky and completely new are you going to give it a fair shot though Because you're not sold on it right now. I will watch it. Again, we kind of wrote off The Mandalorian based on the trailers and based on where we were at that point in our Star Wars fandom Mm. when the first trailer came out. And then it happened and, and we liked it. But what if the little heartwarming conscience baby thing in the show is a baby Babu Frick? I mean, I'm okay with that. That's still a newer character. That's not like... Look, it's... Baby Mace Windu or Baby R2-D2. Like, I don't want to see something that's been done (laughs) 800 times. Babu Frick was maybe in the franchise for all of collectively 10 minutes, if that. Yeah, for no real reason. You know what? Maybe we should go back to Tross and have a discussion. 
Royce, is there a character or, spe- or whatever? All the things I just said, is there one you'd like to see? Uh, established character? I would say no. I, I want to meet people like the Queels or the IG-11s, even though I guess like you could be familiar with that particular droid. But I, I want to meet the other cool people, you know, like the X-Wing pilots from Mandalorian. Another really cool introduction, even though you're like, well, they're already, we've seen X-Wing pilots, but they're now they're doing the Rangers thing or whatever. Like, Show me more of that, build more of the universe with newer characters that I can fall in love with. And you have Boba Fett and Fennec Shand. So you can lean into them as the characters that are already very well established. Maybe Fennec less show than Boba Fett, but let's let's show. I gotta gotta work on my diction. Is that, that the thing I need to work on? Pronunciation. Talking, Talking in general. Pronunciation. Annunciation. Yes. There we go. But anyway, build out some of those characters. <laughs> And I think the show will be great because Boba Fett's already pretty badass. I'm looking forward to it because I'm I want I'm trying to trust Star Wars again and just enjoy it because otherwise it's like I don't like it like that's uh, I got no time for that. Yeah, our shirts are gonna say just like stuff. <laughs> there's a couple of things I well, I think there's one big thing I would like to see, and then maybe one thing I think would be kind of cool to see. The thing I think would be kind of cool to see is like Fennec Shand obviously has her own look and and I love that helmet and everyone loves that helmet. I think it would also be cool to get her in like some badass Mandalorian type armor or something Mm. like that. I just think that would be, that would look cool and they could sell cool action figures and I'd probably buy one. And this next thing is hard to say because I kind of know how you're going to react, but there's a character I would really like to see in this show that they could introduce without having to know any pre-existing canon. And I think if they bring Omega from the Bad Batch into this show, because she's also a clone of, of Jango Fett, a, what's it called? Like a... Generation One. Yeah, she's, she's a full-fledged clone of Jango Fett before he was murdered and they had to like dilute his DNA with frog DNA <laughs> uh, to, to make more clones. And they bring that up in the Bad Batch, right? They say there was Alpha, otherwise known as Boba Fett, and Omega. And bringing her in and seeing an older live-action Omega, I think, would be super cool. And you could also... This was something I was going to say earlier. I think Tamara Morrison needs... Deserves more... Deserves to be in this more. I love him. I think he's great. Uh, I love seeing him more. You could get a Kiwi actor to play Omega. I think that would be great. And I, I would just love to see her in this show. And again, you could have flashbacks. Boba Fett hates the clones, and we see how he reacted to Bo-Katan calling him a clone in season two of The Mandalorian. And so just to see him maybe have been going after Omega or trying to trying to go out and get Omega and then them interacting live action in the Boba Fett show, I, I'm 100% here for. I hope they do that. So that's where I am. I'm also like, everyone is shipping Boba Fett and Fennec Shand, which is fine. I think that I don't necessarily ship them, as the kids say today. But, you know, I think it's okay to have male and female characters in a thing without having to make them love interests. Like, maybe we should be normalizing those characters existing in a thing and just being friends. Like, not everything has to be romantic between Well, he saved Fennec's life, so she owes him a life debt or whatever, you know? Like, they are are partners in crime, but not partners outside of crime. In the sheets. Partners in the streets, (laughs) but not partners in the sheets. That's the name of this episode. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, and the real question is, how is Royish Good Looks going to write a song about this? Everyone listening, be sure to at Royish Good Looks with all of your requests and suggestions. And then when he does do it, what he should have rhymed with what? Boba Fett, you're gonna regret speaking freely. <laughs> speaking Happening freely. on air. There we wow. go. I got it. We got it. <laughs> Love it. Transition time again, Royce. Okay, it's surprise question time <laughs> with Joey. I do have a song this week. I think when Lorelai hears it, she will be sad she did not attend this recording or was not able to attend this recording, I should say. But here it goes. Royce, you're going to love this. <clears throat> One of the greatest songs of all time. When you surprise me like this With a question like that You just have to admit that you love my surprise questions Did you get that? It's Celine Dion. It's all coming back to me now. Did I do that? Is, did I do that Does well? this yes. tie in with... The question? No, it does not. It absolutely does not. <laughs> I was just listening to that. So I've listened to that and the Gravity Falls theme song all week. And I just love that song. And one time when I had a job and had an office, I had an office mate and I played It's All Coming Back to Me Now all day on repeat and she hated it. I can't imagine why. She hated it. I really enjoyed it. No headphones, just out loud. <laughs> I was that guy. I was told I could listen to my radio at a reasonable volume. <laughs> <laughs> okay, surprise question. I did a, I guess, botched job of singing the Gravity Falls theme song earlier because Robin couldn't get it. But what is, or do you, do either of you have a favorite TV show theme song? The Munsters. Really? Wow. Yes. It's pretty, pretty iconic. Monsters, yeah. hands down. I mean, like, if I feel like if you've never seen it and you can't relate it to anything, you're going to be like, what is that song? But I feel like there's still a pretty fair amount of people who can instantly recognize that as the Monsters theme song or a follow-up Can you hum us a bar? No. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Good job. Thanks. <laughs> All right. So... Man, there are too many to pick from. This is an entire episode, I think, like favorite TV show theme songs. So I love that. A bunch of things came to mind because every every cartoon is almost amazing. And Robin loves watching like Disney XD and every like children's show has a freaking awesome, catchy theme song. Like Gravity Falls is a great example. Amphibia. Amphibia is great. All of the others, are they're all great now. But... but the one that, I, that that popped in my head that I was like, wow, that kind of trumps everything else that I'm thinking of, cops. Oh, my God. <laughs> Bad boys, what you, gon', what you gonna do? I would have never, ever. Come, come, fuck you. I, that, like, is a whole mood for me. Uh, otherwise, I was going to say Futurama. Hmm. Oh, Futurama is a good one. I didn't even think of that one. I also thought that you would list a bunch and we'd have a lot in common. I, but, I thought for sure you were going to say X-Men. Yeah. I think that one's like, if you listen to that, though, I don't think it, it would hold as much weight. It's a really great song, again, like these other kids' shows. But Futurama, like, take, like, The Simpsons, where you're like, that's wild Danny Elfman score. I don't know who does the Futurama theme. Is that, like, Beck or somebody? Or the Beastie Boys? I know the Beastie Boys were in Futurama in that episode where Bender goes to hell. Well, anyway, it just, that's theme- feels like a cartoon from the year 3000, you know? Like, and the instruments are like, you don't know what they are. They're all like, bloop, 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 bloop. 
like, what is this bleep bloop instrument? It's great. What is this bleep bloop? That's what I'm saying. Anyway, cops in Futurama. I'll give you one uh, <laughs> live action reality and one serialized cartoon. I'm only accepting one of those. And it's, it's Futurama. I, I don't say, it's accept cops, right? cops as a, no. <laughs> This is too hard of a question. Who comes up with this shit? Mandalorian theme song is great. The Amphibia theme Ooh. song is great. I don't know if you'd call it a theme song for The Mandalorian. Probably not. But like the intro music, right? And X-Men. We grew up in the era of great cartoon theme songs. X-Men, right. Spider-Man, the animated Batman theme, the super Power Rangers, Superman theme. Power Rangers. So I can't pick. I can't pick. I think Gravity Falls, and this is probably recency bias, but Gravity Falls is incredible. And I think the fact that they're so meta about it in the show, there's an episode where before the intro plays, they must be watching Duck Detective or something. And Mabel says the theme song's the best part. And then they cut to the Gravity Falls theme song. And I'm like, yeah. That's amazing. Well, that being said, I love that show. I love every minute of that show. But... The theme song's incredible. And the theme song to Amphibia, yeah, is incredible. And what am I missing? Am I missing anything else that I watch that has an amazing theme song? Oh, What We Do in the Shadows. I love that. I never, I should have phrased the question this way. What's something like you, what's something you watch or binge today that you would, that you don't skip? Right. Like you don't hit skip intro on, right? And I, don't hit skip intro on what we do in the shadows. I watch, and it's fun because the whole intro is fun, but the music is fun. Well, there's certain shows that if you skip the intro, it doesn't, it's not as fun. Like it sets the mood for the show. Like yeah. I don't ever skip, since you phrase it like that, like I don't ever skip The Office or Parks and Rec or 30 Rock because that's part of the experience is like, yes, this theme song is awesome and I'm about to watch The Office. Yeah, sometimes the theme song is like the punchline on the joke. Yeah. For for those uh those series. I will yeah. also give a special shout out to Bluey. Yeah, Bluey is a great theme song. De- definitely a much much younger audience, but the theme song is I think it's harder fantastic. You can't find a theme song where you're like that one kind of stinks. Like I, I was going to say like maybe King of the Hill is like kind of funky, but it fits perfect for that that theme for the show. We've been watching Monk. We've been binging Monk, which is a show that's very near and dear to my heart and I watched when it was on USA. And like, I think after the first season, they switched the intro to a Randy Newman song and I skipped <laughs> the shit out of that. I can't hmm. stand it. Cannot stand it. No, you can't change the theme song. But I think that's it. They are also very meta in that show in the first couple of episodes after they change it. They have like a, an episode about a character who's mad about them changing the theme song of one of their shows. But yeah, there's no, I don't think there's a bad... There's no right answer. It's it's too hard to answer this question with a favorite. Well, we could rank them maybe. Yeah. Next time I'll do top five. We'll bring, when Lorelai's here, we'll do top five uh, TV show theme songs. I really like that. That's, I love it. I'm loving it so much. Nice. We need to come back. I'm on fire right now. <laughs> what about the OC? We need to come back. The show is canceled. What about the OC? Remy? So many. Oh, Smallville? Yeah. See, I think that's a whole- that's a different I genre, work that though. Into a like, surprise question. Ones that are like sung versus just like instrumental. Like, dude, this is a whole podcast. This is a whole podcast. Yeah. Listeners, we would love to hear what your favorite TV show theme songs are. 
live action reality cartoon. We know they're going to be cartoons, but hey, it's okay if your <laughs> favorite theme show is Love Island because it's still pretty cool. You can like anything as Joey's merchandise is going to say. There's more than one way. <laughs> also, let us know what you think about the book of Boba Fett. Let us know what you think about the podcast today or the back catalog of 30-something episodes that you could check out if this is your first time. Thanks for joining us. If it's your 30-whatever time, oh, man. Thanks Thanks for for sticking sticking with with us. us. (laughs) (laughs) You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Krypton to Alderaan, and shoot us an email, Krypton to Alderaan at gmail.com. We will see you on the next episode. I've been Royce. I've been Robin. And I've been Bib Fortuna. And we've been Krypton, Krypton to, to Alderaan. Alderaan. Oh, that would have been a